2: Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show Podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show.
3: Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. We do things just a little bit differently on Fridays. We'll take the first couple of segments in this first hour to take a look at the week in headlines. And then in the second half of the hour, the lighter side of the news. We'll take a look at some of the odd things that occur across the fruited plain. In the second hour, Seattle will bid you a fond farewell. But in Portland... The Christian Outlook will follow. So that's the lineup for today. Glad to have you with us. James Blend is producing. Dave King Engineering here in Portland. Pedro Bartes is producing an engineering in Seattle. First, a look at the week in headlines. Well, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin had been hospitalized since the first day of 2024. And while Pentagon officials hadn't said when he was released, they continued to avoid saying why he went to the hospital In the first place. And the president learned the answer to that question right along with the public earlier this week. Austin was admitted to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center last Monday for what Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Pat Ryder described as complications from an elective medical procedure. We later learned that he had uh, uh, cancer and that it uh, probably wouldn't fall into that category. Anyway, there's uh, some speculation on whether or not he should be uh, challenged or removed from his office based on the miscommunication about his absence. The Islamic State said in a statement this week that two of its operatives had detonated explosive belts, disrupting an event that uh, in Iran um, they were quite threatening about. Just the news reported that ISIS on Thursday last claimed responsibility for that deadly attack in Iran. At a memorial service for the slain Quds Force, Commander Qasem Soleimani, the attack left dozens dead, hundreds injured. CNN reported that 84 people were dead, 284 injured. This was the deadliest attack in Iran since the Iranian Revolution. And a U.S. airstrike in Baghdad on Thursday killed an Iran Iran linked militia commander and risked accelerating the regional fallout from Washington's support for Israel's military operation in Gaza. Even as the administration scrambled to contain the bloodshed, explosions occurred in the central part of the city, rattling windows, prompting Iraqi authorities to close off streets nearby. A uh, militia that has claimed several attacks on U.S. forces said in a statement that its deputy commander of operations in the Baghdad region, uh, known as Abu Takwa, was killed in that strike at a logistic support headquarters on Palestine Street. Also in the news this week. Uh, When it comes to being an ambassador for women, surely being a biological woman yourself is the minimum requirement, but not according to the UN Women UK. The United Nations uh, charity supposedly dedicated to improving the lives of women and girls across the country because 36-year-old model and broadcaster Monroe Bergdorf who was born a man but now identifies as a woman, has been appointed as the group's first U.K. champion, an ambassadorial role tasked with helping to empower the female of the species. The math just doesn't seem to add up. Well, New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced this week a lawsuit against 17 bus and transportation companies helping to send asylum seekers to cities. Uh, that uh, declared themselves sanctuary cities as it deals with major budget issues surrounding the crisis. The city seeking $708 million in the lawsuit to cover the cost for caring for migrants. The lawsuit is yet to uh, be reviewed by the county clerk. It cites Section 149 of the New York Social Service law that requires any person who knowingly brings or causes to be brought a needy person from out of state into this state for the purpose of making him a public charge shall be obligated to convey such person out of state or support him at his or her own expense. We'll continue to follow that story. Also this week, congressional leaders, they reached a $1.66 trillion agreement that was on Sunday to finance the federal government in 2024, preserving funding for key domestic and social safety net programs in the face of GOP demands to cut the government's budget. Well, now lawmakers are up against a stiff deadline to pass legislation to codify that deal and avert a partial government shutdown. Funding runs out for roughly 20 percent of the government, including for essential programs such as some veterans assistance, food and drug safety services on the 19th of this month and money for the rest of the government runs out shortly after on February 2nd. Now, we talked about Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, but uh, again, it was interesting that on Monday we learned why he was absent, uh, that he um, had prostate cancer and then an infection that left him incapacitated for a period of time. That was not the source of the, the controversy. The lack of communication, on the other hand, was. Well, the Supreme Court uh, took the Colorado ballot challenge this week. To no one's surprise, the court says it will decide whether Donald Trump can be booted off state presidential ballots on the grounds that he's an insurrectionist which is a dubious charge to bring against a former president who has neither been charged nor convicted of insurrection in a court of law. Indeed, Trump told his supporters on the 6th of January to peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard. At issue is the wacky four to three decision by the um, Colorado Supreme Court that Trump had violated the Constitution's so-called insurrection clause, a Civil War era statue meant to keep high ranking former Confederates from running for positions in the federal government. And we learned this week that the leading cause of death worldwide remains abortion. It's not a disease. It's not famine. It's not war or crime. That's the leading cause of death worldwide, but an entirely preventable phenomenon that's primarily attributable to, well, selfishness and convenience. Officially, roughly 60 million people died last year worldwide. But that number fails to include the significant portion of total human deaths, according to the world o more than 44 million babies were aborted in 2023. In other words, the actual total number of human deaths last year was nearly 40% higher than it's officially recognized. This makes abortion for at least the fifth year in a row the leading cause of death worldwide. The Michigan Wolver- Wolverines, let's say that correctly, they earned the, the, uh, the title. The Michigan Wolverines defeated the Washington Huskies a moment of silence in grief for our neighbors in Washington. Thirty-four to thirteen to win the 2024 College Football Playoff National Championship. Michigan has won its tenth title in school history, capping a perfect 15-0 season under Jim Harbaugh in dominant fashion in Houston at NRG Stadium. Running back Blake Corum who led a Michigan run game that totaled a national championship game record, 303 yards with 134 of his own and two touchdowns, was named the offensive MVP of that game. Meanwhile, Will Johnson, who had an interception in the game, was named the defensive MVP. Meanwhile, Michigan's defense disrupted Husky star quarterback Michael Phoenix Jr., all game, uh, all game long, as he was uh, held to just one touchdown pass and 255 yards passing. Unfortunately for the Huskies, it was the only touchdown pass he he'd thrown uh, in the game, where Michigan held them to just three points in the second half. Questions about Harbaugh's future at uh, in Ann Arbor will now take over the headlines. But until then, he and his Wolverines will be celebrating a w- roller coaster season that ends with them hoisting the national title. And again, condolences to our neighbors up north. We also learned uh, this week about a pastor who's risking it all to follow his conscience. We'll tell you more about that as we take a look at the week in headlines. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show.
2: You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast, it is aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
3: Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show as we take a look at the week in headlines. Well, Ohio pastor Chris Avell is risking it all to follow his conscience and serve his church's mission. Now, one might imagine that if he's facing criminal charges, he must have been involved in some nefarious activity. Well, the ministry had always planned to have its doors open 24 hours to the homeless and anyone who needed a place to rest since it was founded back in 2018. Well, last March, they they followed through on that mission. A few months later... The city officials warn the church to kick the homeless out or face criminal prosecution due to zoning violations, which is somewhat curious because located next door to the sanctuary is rather the sanctuary of Williams County Homeless Shelter, Dad's Place. The church often takes in those the shelter cannot care for. So zoning, are they just on the line, just outside the line, not altogether clear? We also learned that Pastor Evel was humiliated and embarrassed to learn about the charges from a friend who read. Read the news in the local newspaper and on New Year's Eve, law enforcement served the pastor 18 criminal charges for zoning violations in front of his congregation, treating him like a criminal for showing the love of Jesus uh, and, uh, as the pastor put it, doing what we are as the body of Christ commanded to do. Well, charges are racking up every day. He continues to keep the church's uh, doors open. There's an arraignment coming up on the 11th, which would be... The 11th was uh, Thursday. We'll follow up on that story should there be more information available. Also, Mexicans' uh, president issued a list of demands to the U.S. president in exchange for helping the border crisis. How much of the $20 billion he's asking for is going to go for um, or to the drug cartels? Well, the Mexican president issued a lengthy series of demands detailing what the U.S. must offer in exchange for Mexico's cooperation to help stem the flow of migrants. Uh, to the U.S.-Mexico border. The President demands uh, came during a Friday press conference, which came roughly a week after he met with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken in Mexico City in late December. The U.S. officials requested that Mexico boost its assistance in stopping illegal immigration, but the uh, Mexican president responded by demanding the U.S. give $20 billion to Latin American and Caribbean countries, grant work visas to 2 million Hispanics who have worked in the U.S. For at least ten years, end sanctions against Venezuela and halt the blockade of Cuba. No small list of demands. The negotiations come at a critical time for the president, whose polling numbers on illegal immigration have been low throughout his presidency. And U.S. Uh, the U.S. also suffered a surge of migrants at the border this fall, which, uh, with roughly 240,000 monthly migrants, encounters at the border in late 2023. In other news, as part of his campaign of fear due to his inability to campaign on his uh, crisis-filled record and policies, the president... Traveled to Charleston on Monday to deliver a speech at the Mother Emanuel AME Church to pander to the black community where nine congregants were murdered by a white supremacist in 2015. As usual, the president's speech was off the rails in short order. I've spent more time in Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware, the president said, than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church because that's where I started the civil rights movement. I had no idea. That he had started, I I didn't know. As an African-American woman who followed very closely the events of the civil rights movement, its inception, its development, its impact, I had no idea. It was all started by Joe Biden. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm uh, gobsmacked, dumbfounded, and anything else you can think of. Well, Israel eliminated a senior Hezbollah member in an airstrike this week. The Iran-backed terror group said Monday that one of its top commanders had been killed in that airstrike uh, on Jawad al-Tawil, who led the group's uh, Radwan forces. He was uh, carried out by the Israeli military. Uh, This al-Tawil was uh, traveling in a car with another Hezbollah fighter in the village uh, in southern Lebanon when he was struck. Israel's campaign to eliminate um, Hezbollah continues state attorneys generals from the heartland will testify at the first impeachment hearing of the Department of Homeland Security secretary Alejandro Mayorkas that took place on Wednesday described the effect of the ongoing migrant crisis that that's it's had on the state's. Uh, Despite their distance from the besieged border, Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen, Oklahoma Attorney General Gentner Drummond and Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey testified about the impacts of the crisis on their states, as well as the legal challenges they've launched against the administration's policies. They're also uh, describing rather how they believe Mayorkas is not enforcing the law. And of course, he is facing potential impeachment. Well, while Joe Biden and his cohorts and the media are dis- disingenuously attempting to convince Americans that the economy is doing just great, not just great, but, you know, really good, uh, the data show just the opposite is the case. One troubling metric is that Americans' credit card debt has increased. A worrying 49% of credit card holders are now carrying a balance month to month. That's up from 39% in 2021 when Biden a rescued America in quotes of those carrying a monthly credit card debt. Fifty eight percent or roughly fifty six million people have held that debt for over a year. That's up from 50 percent last year. U.S. credit card debt now totals over one trillion dollars. A senior industry analyst for Bank Rate explains over the past two years, Americans credit card balances have skyrocketed 40 percent, according to the New York Fed. Most cardholders' rates have risen five and a quarter percentage points during that span as a result of the Fed's rate hike meant to combat inflation. In other words, credit card debt is getting more costly. Well, as we mentioned earlier this week, there is a corporate office crisis looming. Next time you're in a big city, take a moment to scan the horizon for tall buildings. What you see... Uh, is office space and lots of it. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, the space has been largely uninhabited. Nearly 20% of it is unoccupied. In fact, The most since 1979. The Daily Mail reports on the possible consequences. Billions of dollars in loans on office buildings that are about to come due could play havoc on the U.S. economy after interest rates soared. About $117 billion worth is expected to be due this year and needs to be repaid or refinanced, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. A big chunk of it is at risk of defaulting and costing banks and developers huge sums, sending some into insolvency. We're talking about the weekend headlines. China likely uh, dethroned, rather. Let's get that word right. They're quite different. China likely dethroned Japan as the world's top auto exporter in 2023. That's still being verified, but it is. Significant, And the American Petroleum Institute, the nation's top fossil fuel industry group, is launching an eight-figure national television and digital advertising buy to educate voters and policymakers on key energy policy issues ahead of the 2024 elections. The group's ad blitz, dubbed the Lights on Energy campaign, will highlight how continued domestic oil and gas production is vital for meeting global energy demands, according to API, which previewed the campaign. The campaign, which will Will, be, will involve regional targeting of uh, in Washington, D.C. and key states. will also work to dismantle policy threats, including those the Biden administration has pursued as part of its climate agenda. and other news um, headlines this week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, they shared the debate stage in Iowa five days before the state's caucuses kicked off. The Republican presidential nominating calendar, they spent much of their two-hour showdown um berating the other uh, or one another Wednesday night attacking each other, disagreeing on policy that allowed the absent front runner in the GOP race, former president Donald Trump to emerge relatively unscathed in a debate that was held a couple of hours after another contender, former New Jersey governor, Chris Christie suspended his campaign. And by the way, the president held a, the former president held a town hall on Fox news the following day in which he performed fairly well, although he was, uh, less energetic than some expected. He he certainly was prepared and fared fairly well. Well, top Republicans on the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee, Senator Bill Cassidy from Louisiana is introducing a bill, or rather introduced a bill this week to prohibit liberal states from forcing American citizens and other states to subsidize state programs that expand public health care benefits to those in the country illegally. And Dr. Fauci claimed he didn't recall the origins of covid he's suddenly um unable to recall much of what he was asked in a series of two days seven hour um testimony on each day so it was uh, fairly useless all right i think that's just about all of our time to take a look at the weekend headlines when we return we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news james blend my producer will join me here in portland so stay with us we'll be back
2: you're listening to the georgine rice show podcast is aired on 93.9 KPDQ.
3: Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, the Friday edition. We're going to take the next couple of segments to look at the lighter side of the news. So uh, glad to have you with us. I've asked James Blend to join me once again to um, to march through some of the stuff that we wouldn't normally cover. James.
1: Good to be here on a Friday. Which is be weird if it wasn't.
3: Yes, it would. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out.
1: I am here for the invaluable content that everybody needs and deserves.
3: (laughs) I'll resist commenting. Well, I wanted to start with some of the oddest laws uh, in America that include bans against dressing as nuns, eating frogs, and feeding alligators. Some of the oddest, strangest laws in the U.S., from Alabama to Missouri, will surprise you. Americans know that Uh, They should never run a red light or steal items from a grocery store, although both things are becoming more common these days. But what about selling a car in Missouri on a Sunday? That, too, is actually illegal. Well, here in part is um, a list of some of those things uh, that are illegal Uh, from the letter A through the letter M, Alabama through Missouri. Check out these unique, fun and often just plain weird laws that reportedly exist or have existed in our country. And they may uh, may not be exclusive to one state, but we're highlighting one state at a time. Well, after dive, diving in, you might uh, just scratch your head and be grateful for where you are. OK, Alabama, don't dress as a member of the clergy unless you are one. I don't know if that's waived on one day of the year when people tend to dress up like something they're not. But a criminal code in Alabama states that no person will pretend to be a minister or of religion or any other member of the clergy, nun, priest, rabbi, if the law is broken, the person is guilty of a misdemeanor. The punishment, according to the Alabama Code, Title 13A, is a fine not exceeding $500 or confinement in the county jail for not more than one year or by both such fine and imprisonment.
1: So if I, if I decide that I want to dress up as Martin Luther on October 31st?
3: Yeah, not sure if there's an exemption there. No. I wouldn't do it in Alabama. No, apparently not. $500 fine as much as one year in jail alaska do not operate motorcycles or loud power tools at night i'm actually in favor of that one yeah i agree uh, (laughs) that
1: that one's fine with me
3: in fairbanks alaska it's illegal to operate or use loud instruments between 11 p.m and 7 a.m according to the city's code ordinance i maybe move that up a little bit to 8 9 a.m um chapter 46 article 2 section 46 through 42 this includes a, a pile driver Pneumatic hammer, bulldozer, road grader, loader, power shovel, derrick, backhoe, power saw, manual hammer, motorcycle, snow machine, and other instrument, appliance, or vehicle, which generates loud sounds or noises after having been informed by another that such operation or use is disturbing the peace and privacy of others. Wow. They've got it covered. And then in Arizona, you'd better not interfere with a claw machine or a crane game. Yeah, I had no idea either. In Arizona, it's illegal to mess with a crane game, according to Title 13, Chapter 33. No person shall alter the game so the claw is unable to grab prizes. You know, that little thing you see in the store where you can display prizes in a way where the claw is unable to grab those prizes, use money uh, as prizes or award prizes in the game, which are redeemable for cash or currency, the law states. Apparently, it's a big deal in Arizona. This whole claw thing.
1: It, it's, you know, I've I've actually watched some videos. It's actually very common. Um, although I wouldn't say it, the majority of them are rigged. There are a good amount of them that are rigged and cheating kids out of their hard-earned money. And uh, to an extent, I kind of applaud them. It seems like an unnecessary use of government time, but there, there definitely is a benefit to it because it is abused.
3: Well, yeah, but it says no person shall alter the game. It doesn't say that the game can't be fixed. When you're trying to get your prize, you can't alter that. Maybe I'm mistaken. It's also against the law to misrepresent the value of the prizes that a person may win in a crane game. Breaking this law is a class one misdemeanor. So don't do it. When you're in Arizona. Exactly. Arkansas. Forget about beeping a horn after 9 p.m. at sandwich shops. Now, gas station in front of someone's residence, apparently it's okay. In Arkansas, no person shall sound the horn on a vehicle at any place where cold drinks or sandwiches are served after 9 p.m. That is
1: frighteningly specific.
3: (laughs) In 2020, Reuters also reported on Arkansas Title I, which addresses the pronunciation of the state name. General Provision Chapter 4 on state symbols, motto, etc. states that Arkansas should be pronounced in three syllables Uh, with the final S silent and A in each syllable with the Italian sound and the accent on the first and last syllables. So it's not Arkansas, it's Arkansas. The pronunciation with the accent on the second syllable with the sound of A in man and the sound of the terminal S is an innovation to be discouraged, Reuters said in its Find Law page. Wow. Well, what's weird
1: about that is that uh, my understanding—and I I could be incorrect—but this was told to me from somebody from Arkansas, is that yes, you you do say Arkansas. However, if you're from there, you're an Arkansan.
3: And that's probably where the confusion arises because people hear both things. Now, could we come up with a law in the state of Oregon um, that would force people to say it correctly, Oregon?
1: You know, I always joke that uh, people got on the Oregon Trail and wound up in Oregon.
3: Yeah, just off the mark a little bit. Okay, in California, you can't eat frogs that die in frog jumping competitions. Okay.
1: California. You know, that maybe one I would have been fine with either way? I don't really <laughs> eat a lot of frogs.
3: Yeah, California's Fish and Game Code Article 2, Frog Jumping Contest, states that any number of live frogs are allowed to be used in frog jumping contests. Should one of the poor creatures pass on. Or be killed during the competition, however, it must be destroyed as soon as possible and may not be eaten or otherwise used for any purpose, the law says. You know there's a story behind this, but uh, again, rather peculiar. Yeah, It's like one of those
1: things where you see a, an ob- obvious warning on a label of, uh, like, a jar of peanut butter that says may contain nuts. You know that there's a reason <laughs> yeah. that that's on there, that somebody d- did something way beyond common sense, but... Uh, don't want to know about that one. I don't think.
3: Yeah. Okay. Colorado, you may not keep unupholstered furniture outside. I'm sorry. Upholstered furniture. In the Centennial State, no person shall keep, use, or store upholstered furniture outside unless the furniture is specifically manufactured for outdoor use. You cannot put your couch on the front porch. This may include upholstered chairs, upholstered couches, and mattresses in front, side, or backyard. If the furniture is temporarily placed in the outside location in the hope of selling it at a yard sale, however, that's apparently a different story according to Colorado's General Offenses under Title V, Chapter 4, 5416. In case you want to look that up, Connecticut, don't sell silly string to a minor. I'm not sure how many adults are going to want to buy it. But in the city of Meridian, Connecticut, no person shall sell or offer silly string or like products to a minor unless that minor is accompanied by a parent or legal guardian. If placed for sale, these products must be in locked cases or behind the store counter. It also reportedly is illegal to use Silly String or like products on Halloween in Hollywood, California. That's Los Angeles, Article 6, Public Hazard, SEC 5602. Then they move on to Delaware. You can't whisper or use profane language in a place of worship. I'm I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, no, that, that again, falls under that common sense
3: category, yeah. but sure. Do you need a law? Uh, apparently they did. Uh, Florida, please don't feed the alligators. Under Florida code title, a series of Roman numerals I can't interpret at this time. Under wildlife, the law states that no person shall intentionally feed or entice with food any wild American alligator. Now, if the alligator is from some other country, apparently you can feed it. This includes American crocodiles. The code states people who are allowed to feed the reptiles must be licensed and or do so for educational, scientific, commercial or recreational purposes. And only while the creatures are in protected captivity. Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission personnel, for example, can feed the gators, American or otherwise.
1: Recreational purposes.
3: Yeah. Right. Rec- entertainment That's, i guess
1: i mean hey what do you do for fun well, i like to read a book what about you i like to feed alligators
3: <laughs> georgia you can't have chickens crossing the road well there goes that uh, that joke they're not going to the other side there no section 8-1 of georgia law has rules against domestic fowl running at large Or small, depending on the case. Um, It shall be unlawful for any person owning or controlling chickens, ducks, geese, or any other domestic fowl to allow the same to run at large upon the streets or alleys of the city or to be upon the premises of any other person without the consent of such other person, the law says. So there you have it.
1: Well, you definitely don't want to run
3: afoul of that law. You certainly do not. We're going to take a quick break, but we will continue to... Work our way through some of the oddest laws in uh, the United States and much more. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show.
2: Hope I didn't ruffle any feathers with that joke. <laughs> you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. is aired on ninety three point nine KPDQ.
3: Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Fun Friday portion of the Georgine Rice Show. James Blend, my producer here in Portland, has joined me to uh, take a look at this stuff. I'm fun. You're Friday. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Hawaii. You can't. Po- we're talking about some of the funny laws, the odd, peculiar laws in the country. Um, a through M, by the way. Hawaii, you can't post a billboard except in specific cases. I can get it. It's a touristy place, and you don't want to walk around and see a bunch of billboards. But the Aloha State forbids outdoor advertising unless under special circumstances. For example, Hawaii officials apparently will allow billboards only on the property that is actually selling the item or service that's being advertised. So you can't have a billboard in another town or down the street. It's got to be right there at your facility. That's a challenge, I'm sure, for businesses there. Idaho. You can't carry a red or white cane unless you're fully or partially blind. So a candy cane would be forbidden there. Apparently, Idaho's Title 18 in Crime and Punishment in Chapter 58 under Public Health and Safety states that no person, no person, you are not the exception unless completely blind or partially blind may use a red or white cane. Only people who are blind may carry a cane in this color, according to the law. In addition, no person who isn't blind or partially blind is allowed to carry a cane that's white tipped with red.
1: The question is, is there exemptions, well, for my family?
3: I'm sorry? What?
1: Well, based on how you spell my last name, technically I am legally blind. That's true. I mean, I'm not visually impaired, but I'm legally blind
3: that's true james blind spelled blind it's german for sightless you might be you might be the exception illinois you cannot dye a baby chick it's uh, d i e or d y e d y e okay uh, it's against the law in the prairie state to sell offer to sell trade or display living baby chicks ducklings goslings and other fowl or rabbits which have been dyed colored or otherwise treated so as to impart to them an artificial color the law also states that animals should not be given away as prizes
1: okay if you're dying chicks i'm thinking you waited too long to dye the eggs (laughs) yeah probably so you you waited too long to put that easter basket together and by golly it backfired on you (laughs) just go get more eggs it's that simple
3: indiana don't even think about catching a fish with your bare hands Never crossed my mind, but I now will not, while in Indiana, think about catching fish with my bare hand. Fishing is allowed in the Hoosier State, but Indiana prohibits people from taking fish from the water using their hands alone. Title 14, Article 22 under Chapter 9 also states that a net, dynamite, or explosives may not be used among other methods. Well, there goes that idea.
1: Fish in a barrel. Nope, not there.
3: Nope. Iowa, don't pass off fake butter. For real butter. Now, this ought to be a capital offense from my perspective. In reference to the imitation butter under Title 10, Chapter 192, Section 143, the product can only be sold under the name of oleomargarine imitation butter, also cannot be advertised under the words butter, creamery, or dairy, among other items or terms. So What, you're about, in Iowa, what about
1: was it, uh, I can't believe it's not butter?
3: Yeah, I'm not sure that would fly there.
1: I mean, of course, you know, my response to that has always been, are you sure? Are (laughs) you really sure? I can believe it. I've had it. I believe believe it quite strongly, actually, that it's not butter. Kansas,
3: don't use playgrounds if you're over 14. Now, that is discriminatory. That's ageism right there. In Wichita, Kansas, no person over the age of 14, with some exceptions, may use playgrounds that are designed for children, which deprives or prevents the use of such equipment by children. The law does not apply to parents or guardians who are participating with their child, by the way.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I think if I had to appear in court before that, I'd be like, come on, you you can let me
3: slide. Done. Thank you, James. You're welcome. Kentucky, do not use reptiles in religious services. I'm all for this. And again, these laws all have a reason behind them. I don't want to go to a service where the snakes are a part of it. No. In Kentucky, under Chapter 208, Section 1, it's against the law for a person to display, handle, or use any breed of reptile in connection with religious services. This law, according to Kentucky Revised Statutes, has been in effect since 1942. And those who break it um, will be fined anything from $50 to $100. Louisiana. You may not have reptiles at or near Mardi Gras. Leave your snake at home, in other words. Section 3421 of the New Orleans Code of Ordinances states that no reptiles are allowed within 200 yards of the Mardi Gras parade and not less than two hours before the published start time of the parade. The animals or reptiles also must be within 200 yards of the end of the parade. Must not be for not less than one hour after the actual end of the parade, the law says. So get out your protractor, your um, measuring tape, uh, whatever you need to make sure you are not in proximity to the parade. Maine, you can't gamble at the airport. The, uh, in Biddleford, Maine, under Section 14.2, it's illegal to engage in gambling at the airport. It's also against the law to be intoxicated or commit any act constituting a nuisance on the airport. Now, that ought to be a law everywhere. You cannot uh, create a nuisance. Maryland, forget about stench bombs. I've never heard them called stench bombs, but I think you get the idea. In Baltimore, Maryland, it's illegal to manufacture, sell, or trade a stench bomb, which is defined as any liquid, gaseous, or solid substance, or matter of any kind which is intended to be thrown, dropped, poured, deposited, or discharged for the purpose of producing noxious, nauseating, sickening, irritating, and offensive odor. I would like to brighten that Broaden that to other things, but we won't get into that now. Anyone who violates this law is guilty of a misdemeanor and will be subjected to a fine according to Article 19, 59 through 32. I'm not sure how you get 59 through 32, but maybe 59
1: dash 32.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay, Massachusetts, be careful how you play the national anthem. In Massachusetts, whoever sings or plays the Star Spangled Banner on an instrument in any public space, other than as a whole and separate composition or number, will be fined. There are other stipulations to this rule as well. The fine must be not more than $100, but you're going to do the the Star Spangled Banner right in Massachusetts. You're not going to do it in part. You're going to do it in whole Anybody
1: who has heard me sing would, would tell you that there's no way I can possibly do it right.
3: Well, don't go to Massachusetts. I then. will.
1: I, I, at the very least, I will. Uh, I will lip sync if I need to.
3: Michigan, there's no drunkenness on trains. Michigan law, and there's a whole series of numbers there, states that no person shall ride any railway train if inebriated. Minnesota, you can't be charged with drunkenness. Let me repeat that: you cannot be charged with drunkenness in Minnesota. It is noted in Section 348.902 that no person may be charged with or convicted of the offense of drunkenness or public drunkenness. You might want to avoid Minnesota. Mississippi, don't use profanity. I might consider moving to Mississippi. If you swear in Mississippi, you can be fined up to $100. This law in Title 97, Chapter 29 also includes public drunkenness. I'm not sure how, uh, how well that's enforced, but... Uh, Kudos pretty to hard to enforce I would yeah think. I think so Missouri you can't sell cars on Sundays okay of course that used to be the case all around the country there are a lot of things you didn't do on Sunday out of respect just as in New Jersey and apparently in some other US states it's illegal to sell a vehicle on Sunday according to the Missouri code 578. One, two, oh. The law states that no dealer, distributor, or manufacturer who isn't licensed may keep open, operate, or assist in keeping open or operating any established place of business for the purpose of buying, selling, bartering, or exchanging, or offering for sale any motor vehicle, whether new or used, on Sunday. It is the Chick-fil-A law for auto dealers. So there Uh, you have it.
1: That's going to take me some time to process. Yeah? Uh, I, I think I need probably the weekend to do it.
3: Okay, why don't I just give you the weekend off?
1: Okay, sounds good.
3: All right. Hey, we are out of time. I want to bid uh, fond farewell to all of our listeners. If you're in the Seattle area, I hope you have a great weekend and will join us back here on Monday in the Portland area. Coming up next, the Christian Outlook. So stay with us.
2: Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook.